0: Welcome to Astros Baseball, a podcast by a fan for the fans of the Houston Astros. Here's your host, Rob Fontenot. Astros Baseball is brought to you by Ram Shirts. Ram Shirts offers custom printed and embroidered apparel. They offer direct-to-garment printing for small runs and screen printing for larger runs. Follow them on Twitter and Instagram at Ram Shirts. Go to RamShirts.com for all your custom apparel needs.
1: Hey guys, welcome to a special episode of Astros Baseball. I am friends with Jack McDowell, who pitched for the White Sox on Facebook. When we first became friends, I invited him on the podcast, and he ignored it. I don't know if he saw it or not, but he ignored it. But yesterday, I sent him a message, because I saw that he was online. And I wrote, nothing much came from you talking about the White Sox stealing signs. He wrote back right away. He said, nope, nobody even asked any other player about those years. He went on to say, obviously, Kenny Williams won't answer truthfully or any of the coaches. He said, there are plenty of people to ask about it. So I wanted to ask him to come on the podcast, but I didn't want him to stop talking to me. But eventually, maybe I can get him on. So a story came out after the Astros' sign-stealing scandal. And it was Jack McDowell. He came out saying, I'm tired of hearing this. I'm tired of everybody talking like the Astros were the only team to ever steal signs. So this is what he said. He said, we had a system at Old Comiskey Park in the late 80s. There's a Gatorade sign out in right center. It had a light, and there was a toggle switch in the manager's office, and a camera zoomed in on the catcher. And he claims that Tony La Russa is the one that put that in. McDowell pitched for the White Sox in 1987 through 1994. He won the Cy Young Award in 1993. The team moved to New Comiskey in 1991. He said, I didn't know if there was one or not. There were rumors that there was one. But it just wasn't as out there as the first one we had. They forced the pitcher who pitched the previous day to flip on the toggle, to flip on the toggle switch and stuff. So that's what he said. So I, I go on to investigate. He said Tony LaRusa is the one that came up with it. LaRusa was the White Sox manager from 79 to 86. McDowell, 87 to 94. So it was before he got there. So it must be common knowledge that La Russa put it in there. I had asked him who Kenny Williams was, and he said he was the, the GM. But I looked it up. He, he played for the White Sox. Kenny Williams in 86 through 89. So he was there. He's someone you can ask about it. In 92, he became a scout with the White Sox. In 2000, he became the general manager. And that's why he said he's not going to talk. So I go online and I look at, I'm just looking at the 86 roster. There's going to be more episodes about this. This is just today's, you know, the, what I looked up today. Scott Bradley, the head coach at Princeton. I follow him on Twitter. He doesn't follow me back. I've asked him to come on the podcast before, but only like tagging him in a tweet because I can't send him a message. And it wasn't even for this. It was just, I believe he was the catcher and he caught, he caught like a no-hitter from uh, the big unit or something. He did something. And I wanted to talk to him about it, but I haven't got to have him on yet. But I wish I would have known that he played with Jack McDowell. Will he talk? I doubt it. Floyd Bannister, a former Astros pitcher, was on that team. I don't know how to get a hold of him. Harold Baines. Hall of Famer Harold Baines was on the White Sox when this system was in place. Daryl Boston. Boston. He won't talk. He's the current first base coach. Richard Dotson. He was a pitcher for the White Sox. And he is on Facebook. I found him. I sent him a friend's request. Bill Dolly. So maybe Richard Dotson will talk. Bill Dolly, another former Astros pitcher, he pitched for the White Sox in '86. I also found Ron, I'm going to say Karkavice, I'm not really sure, but he and Jack McDowell are Facebook friends. So I did a little more searching into the White Sox sign stealing, it's not really a scandal because nobody cares, and I found a story. From November 20th, 2019, if you want to look it up. I know Mark You always wants me to tell you where I saw stories. So you can read it for yourself. So here you go, Mark. Vintage Detroit, November 20th, 2019. It's a story about George Kell. It's K-E-L-L. I'm assuming that's how you say it. And it's by Dan Holmes. I've reached out to Dan Holmes who amazingly has only three followers on Twitter. So we'll see if he'll come on. I wanted to get him on this morning, but I have things to do, so maybe I'll get him on next time to talk about this story. But who is George Kell? A hard-hitting third baseman from Arkansas. He devised a sign-stealing system in Chicago that was in place when the White Sox won the pennant in 1959. And it was still used two decades later. George Kell, I don't know if he still does it, but he's a broadcaster or he was a broadcaster for the Tigers. So I guess he spent the majority of his career with the Tigers, but he was traded to Boston. As you know, the Red Sox got fined for using Apple Watches. So here's another incident of the red sox cheating they traded him to boston in the middle of the 52 season for five players the red sox had a sophisticated sign stealing operation that they used in fenway park the previous day pitcher would climb inside the scoreboard of the green monster and relay signs to the batter. Using an arm, a towel, or a red car, a red card, and that would indicate what pitch it was to the batter. So they would use an arm, a towel, or a red card. That's how I read it. So Kel learned this trade, he learned this trick with the Red Sox, and he was traded to the White Sox in 1954. After he was with the White Sox for one week, the general manager, Frank Lane, started asking him what he had learned in Boston. Kell didn't want to snitch, but he felt he owed loyalty to his new team. He explained how they did it in Boston and said that they could do something similar here with the White Sox. So he and backup third baseman Bob Kennedy came up with a system that they thought would work. The scoreboard operators would flash a light for a type of pitch. A team employee would sit in the scoreboard. At the beginning, it was Bob Kennedy, the backup third baseman that would do it. But they would sit in the scoreboard with binoculars. They would get the signs from the catcher and relay them to the scoreboard operator. It worked brilliantly. The team won 63% of their games at home, That season, Kell was traded in 1965, but the scoreboard sign-stealing scheme stayed in place. In 1959, I don't know how to say this guy's name either, Bill Veeck, Bill Veek is what I would say. He bought the team in 1959. He was delighted to learn of the system. The following April, the White Sox unveiled an exploding scoreboard, but they made sure to leave room for the red and green lights that signaled fastball or curveball to the batters. Back in 1959, Over the years many opposing teams knew about the White Sox scoreboard scheme even into the 80s and Jack McDowell came out and said that they were doing it when he was there and it was the 80s. So there's stories online, it's common knowledge. It's it's not no one's even hiding it. It's out there in stories They're interviewing people. They're answering questions. It's out there. And as Astro fans, we wonder, why does nobody care? Why do they only care about us? So before I go, I want to share one more story with you. And this is from Mari Brown from Forbes, January 20th, 2020. And if you look this story up, it is, uh, it's full of ads, so it's pretty annoying. But it's about Pete Ward, who played nine years in Major League Baseball in the 60s, mostly with the White Sox. He was asked about the steal, about stealing signs, and he said, Oh yeah, we did it all the time at home. But this is what he said. He said a scout would sit in the chair next to center field flagpole with binoculars. He would stay sitting in the chair for a fastball, lean against the pole for curveball, and stand up for a changeup. He said the batters knew it was coming. So you're talking about the 50s. They had lights and a scoreboard, and this guy's saying... In the 60s, they had a guy sitting by the flagpole, Jack McDowell, saying they're cheating in the 80s. And so, you know, the the short message conversation that I had with Jack McDowell, you can tell that he's a little annoyed by the fact that he came out, spoke the truth, and nobody cares. But I think at least I got the, the ball started or the ball rolling and I got him to talk about it. So maybe, maybe we'll get him on. Jack, if you're listening, please come on and share your story. But I'm going to do some more investigating, folks. This is special lockout entertainment. I hope you enjoyed it. We'll see you in the next episode on Astros Baseball.
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of Astros Baseball. Be sure to subscribe to be alerted when there's a new episode. Follow Rob on Twitter at Rob Fontenot. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant.